everyone, it's Night of St. Traft. Welcome back to the Idiot Brewery. I'm joined by my normal co-hosts, The Grolin, Next Door Lolly, and I'm 10 Cans of Bush's Baked Beans, or Ashes hey of Hey everybody, Empire. it's Night of St. Traft. It's not. <laughs> uh, we got a couple uh, couple things here for you, a couple brews and all that stuff, like our normal everything, uh, except we also have a little bit of exciting news. I think at least three of us are happy that KCI uh, is gone. Gone. Which of us? Uh, I figured that uh, Aiden would be a little upset because his favorite combination of cards are, are no longer Haha, <laughs> KCI and Mycosynth Lattice combo is gone. You can't just fix every problem with Mycosynth Lattice you and know KCI. What? It, was, it was too good. It was too, it was it was too, too good, good for right? modern. It was fun while it lasted. <laughs> sure was. All right, so uh, I guess we'll just jump right into this. I assume everyone knows how this goes, so uh, who wants to go first? Whoa. I'll go first. Sure, you can go first. You always go first. Actually, you know what? I want to go first. No. <laughs> Austin, so, go first. I got it. I got it. I got Jack, it. No, no. I got this. Austin goes first. No. no, it's fine. I got this. Do you like taxes decks? I do like no. taxes decks, actually. Well, Aiden, I, you know, Aiden, like I didn't taxes. ask you. I, asked I like Thalia, okay? I think, I think, I think you Thalia asked, is a very good card. You asked the collective. No, I asked Austin specifically. You, you yeah. couldn't tell. He knew that I would answer. Hive mind and the idiot brewery hive mind is split on this issue. Clearly, you were talking about question. taxes, Dex. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we move on, why is why does bear cub have the same stats as a full grown grizzly bear? Jack, please talk about taxes, Dex. <laughs> right. So, do you like Eldrazi's? I I mean, Eldrazi's are stupid. Depends on which ones. You know, some good ones. Depends on which ones. Do you like Thalia? I do. No. We've been over this. Thalia taxes my stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, I am presenting Exhaustopus. This deck. Oh, right. Is interesting. This deck. So this deck is a taxes deck uh, masquerading as a uh, exhaustion deck, but it doesn't even run exhaustion. So here's how it Come works. on. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Where does it get the name? So it gets the name Exhaustion from a two-mana, one-blue spell sorcery called Exhaustion. We're, and I had to type MTG in front of it. We're going right. to real quick go over it. It's two and a blue, not two-mana yeah. and a blue. Sorry, two-mana, one-blue. <laughs> two it's, and it's a blue. That's not how this works. Two-mana, two one-blue. Blue. And what it says, it's sorcery speed, and it says that creatures and lands target opponent controls don't untap during his or her next untap step. So basically, they have some issues with their untap step, where it can, in short, keep them from doing things. That was run in the original version of the deck before it was determined it was a little too slow. The new version, the new quote-unquote new version, which actually should probably be updated a hair or two, instead, to get that effect, runs... Two Giga Drows, which is one blue, instant speed. It has Replicate. So you can effectively pay any number of blue mana into it and tap that many permanents. Exactly. Yeah. Which is an instant speed one, which is quite a bit better, because you can say to your opponent, hold it up, keep, and then tap their entire land field down. It's great. So where does the other half of the name yes, come from? Yes, thank you. We also run uh, the Apus, runs fr- comes from... An octopus called Elder Deep Fiend, and I love this card a lot. So Elder Deep Fiend is an Eldrazi octopus. It is a 5-6 for 8 with flash, and it also has emerge for 5 and 2 blue. 
and how it merge reads is you can cast the spell by sacrificing a creature and paying the emerge cost reduced by that creature's converted mana cost. So you can uh, more or less reduce the cost of Elder Deep Fiend by sacrificing a creature, and you reduce the cost by its CMC. Elder Deep Fiend has a cast trigger. Thalia was an octopus the entire time. Yeah, honestly. In disguise. So Elder Deep Fiend has a cast trigger, very important against control, where when you cast Elder Deep Fiend, you can tap up to four target permanents. So it is sort of a secondary exhaustion effect. So this is in a blue-white uh, blue Eldrazi and Taxes shell. It's got your standard cards that you'd run in Eldrazi and Taxes. It has, like, Matter Reshaper. Um, it has, if I can remember its name. Thought Not Seer. Thought Not Seer, thank you. It also runs... Um, a couple other cards, like Eldrazi Displacer, which is two and a white. It's a 3-3, three, three, and it has two and one colorless. has to be colorless. Um, you can flicker something, and then it comes back down tapped at instant speed, which is pretty nice. It can help you dodge removal. It can activate your effects again if you have some effects that do it, like Eldrazi Sky Spawner, for example, which is another one we have, which is two and a blue. It's a 2-1 with flying. And when it enters the battlefield, you can get a 1-1 one, one Scion token that you can sacrifice to add one colorless mana to your mana pool, which can be really helpful for Exhaustipus sometimes, because sometimes you actually do need that ramp to get to some of these more expensive cards if yeah. you don't find your Eldrazi Temples. It also runs your um, some standard removal stuff for a taxes deck. It runs four path to exiles. It runs, um, well, four path to exiles. That's pretty standard for taxes. It also runs two seal aways, which is in Dominaria right now and also in standard. Very well, doing very well in standard. It has one and a white. It's an enchantment with flash. And when it enters the battlefield, it can exile a tapped creature until it leaves the battlefield. So it is quite a good card, especially in this deck, because if you're tapping permanents down, you can just tap it and then seal away it, and it is gone unless they can get rid of that enchantment. Another interesting thing this deck runs is Mole Drifter, and Austin actually discovered how this worked. Mole Drifter is four and a blue. It's an elemental of flying. It's a 2-2. Two -two. When it comes into play, draw two cards, but it also has evoke for two and a blue. So you can play it for its evoke cost, and if you do, it's sacrifice when it comes into play. So what that means is you can evoke it in, and with the evoke, when the evoke's about to destroy it, you can sacrifice it for the emerge, since Elder Deep Fiend has flash. So you can bring it in for three, draw two, and then sack it to bring in Elder Deep Fiend. Turns out divination's good. Turns out divination's good, especially when you get a giant octopus with it. Yeah, when you're basic, basically playing... Because Elder Deep Fiend is five blue-blue to emerge, right? Yes. Seven. So uh, because Bull Drifter technically costs five, even though you're evoking it for three, you're basically paying five mana to draw two cards, put an Elder Deep Fiend into play, and tap four permanents. So you get a lot out of the But you also discard Drifter. a card. I mean, yes. Not really. The other thing that's nice about Mold Drifter is that uh, if you just evoke a Mold Drifter, you can so even like casting an Elder Deep Fiend for the emerge cost, you can respond to the ET or the uh, the evoke trigger of sacrificing it to um, you can uh, target it with Eldrazi Displacer and flicker it out so that you get to draw four cards for the cost of six mana, which is pretty a pretty good going rate to be honest. Yeah. So. And you can just do that every turn if you're just like, well, I need to refill. Pay three mana to draw two cards. Just divinate every turn. So, 
Moldrifter yes, Moldrifter was a very good addition to that deck, I think. Moldrifter was a very good addition. Now, some of you might be asking, Jack, how's the Tron matchup? It's pretty bad, not gonna lie. Um, the Tron matchup bad. is okay. It's not the worst. You have to be like, a lot faster than them, and it's really hard to do in that deck. You can so. be so you can get kind of tricky with them and Giga Drows their Tron lands down and Elder Deep Fiend their Tron lands down to buy you some time. But you do have to close out the game at a relatively fast pace because you can only delay them on a turn-by-turn -turn basis. Eventually, right. you will run out. Um, in the sideboard, it has uh, three Stony Silence um, and one Negate and even two Meddling Mages to bring in to help shut off some of what Tron has to offer. But mm -hmm. you will need to close out the game eventually. Yeah, yes. you, need, you need to attack Tron down, and it's really hard to do against them. This deck does have benefits for it. It runs three Thalia Guardian of Thrabens, which two one for two with first strike just makes non-creature spells cost one more. It can shut off, can slow down some of Tron's pieces, um, especially the things it needs to search out the lands, which is the key part of it. But it can also make Karn cost eight and Ugin cost ten, or no, nine. nine, which can sometimes be relevant if they don't have the right lands for it. It, it can slow um, them down a turn. Yes, and it also runs Big Thalia, Thalia Heretic Cathar, which is one of the better cards this deck has against Tron, which is a 3-2 for 2 and a white, and it also has First Strike. It makes it so that creatures and non-basic lands your opponents play and are tapped, mm -hmm. which is very good against Tron. It's a great way to slow them down. It also has really good synergy with Seal Away. Yes, definitely. one of the reasons why I believe it was even added in the first place. Yes, so, because you can just instantly tap them down and seal them away. Yeah, Jack Jack was talking about how I, I did a lot for this deck, and that's because I played it on stream for a long time. The deck was yes. a lot of fun. It was sweet. But yeah, that's Exhaustopus. That's the general gist of it. I went over all the cards in it. Um, it can sometimes do things. Mm -hmm. It can sometimes. Sometimes it dies to Tron. So uh, speaking of decks that I've played on stream... Um, I've actually played this a couple of times, and I thought it was a lot of fun. So when humans started becoming a deck, we've talked about this a couple times, we were talking about what tribes work with the whole Cavern of Souls, Unclaimed Territory, um, uh, Ancient Ziggurat sort of combination of lands, like what five-color uh, mm -hmm. tribes can work. And uh, one of the ones that I actually ended up trying a bunch of on stream... Um, <laughs> also was uh, Eldrazi based um, so I, I'm here to present 5 color Eldrazi which is a, uh, a deck that oh, oh man this deck is so deck. cool um, so your your main things to think about is that most Eldrazi like a lot of them are like colorless right but there are a bunch of random devoid ones from Oath of the Gatewatch and because of their devoid they have a colored cost which means you can use things like cavern of souls or unclaimed territory to cast to tap for them uh and it's it made this deck like really really interesting the other thing is that you don't play uh ancient ziggurat you play corrupted crossroads uh which is a land that comes in untapped and taps for colorless and then you can tap it and pay a life to add a mana of any color to your mana pool but only for devoid spells so basically you just get to play all of these kind of crazy aggressively slanted devoid creatures that are just really really cool one of the ones that i played that i really really enjoyed after playing this deck a couple of times was forerunner of slaughter which is a three two 
with Devoid for black-red. And it's just a colorless 3-2. And then it has an ability that says, one mana, one, one generic mana, uh, target colorless creature gains haste until end of turn. So on turn three, wow. he just kind of comes down and has haste himself because he can target himself. Uh, and you can, or you can play, you know, uh, all of your creatures that come out, you know, following him, you can pay an additional mana just to make them have haste. So it basically makes all of your creatures into tiny reality smashers, and you have this sort of insane amount of surge damage out of your creatures, which is really, really powerful in modern, because nice. it's harder for people to play around a bunch of creatures with haste, um, and so this deck kind of does that really well. Uh, another one that you play um, that I always thought was kind of interesting is honestly one of the better ones, too. It's a Void Grafter. So this is one green-blue. It's a 2-4 with flash. And when it enters the battlefield, another target creature you control gains hexproof until end of turn. So it it's sort of a semi-rattle chains, basically. Uh, and then you play... Uh, you only have one in the main board, but you have um, a couple in the sideboard. You play uh, one uh, Ulamog's Nullifier which is a 2 blue-black 2-3 two, flyer with flash. When it enters the battlefield, you may put two cards from your that your opponents own in exile into their graveyards. And if you do, you get to counter any spell. So you may think, Jeez. oh, cards in exile, how, hard, how easy is that? Well, you actually play three path to exile, just good all-around one-mana removal because you do have a couple of white lands. Uh, but you also play three main board rest in peace. As well as the fourth one in the sideboard, so Stop you it. you automatically I, shut I, I, off. I don't like this deck anymore. <laughs> you automatically shut like off it. graveyard decks, but it also turns on a couple of your processor type Eldrazi, uh, not counting just Ulamog's Nullifier. Uh, you also have um, Wasteland Strangler, uh, which is two in a black for three two. That when it enters the battlefield, you may put a card. You know, you may process a card, which is you take the card from an opponent's exile and put it into their graveyard, and you give a creature minus three, minus three until end of turn. So it's just like an okay removal spell on top of a three-two creature. the The deck is very aggressively slanted, and it's really cool. It's it's not great, like it's fine. the The couple times we played it on stream, it was a lot of fun, and that's kind of what I wanted out of it, basically, because. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I first like put it together, I was like, "This is gonna be dumb," but I'll, I'll have a good laugh of at it. And then, like we, the first time we played it, we almost three twoed with it, and we were like, "Man, this deck is actually like something and kind of cool." Yeah. So that's that's uh, Five Killer Eldrazi. I think this deck is really sweet. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, seems sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So, uh, Aiden, you want to uh, go or should I go? Uh, I can go. You all know Death Shadow. You all love Death Shadow. No idea. I mean, I like Death uh, Shadow. It's kind so of a Death cool Shadow. Card. So Death Shadow is a thirteen thirteen for black. That's pretty that's, that's really good. One drop. Yeah, of course. That that's really Better good. Than wild right? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but it gets minus X minus X for X is your life total. Like, oh that sounds little... unplayable. How does so, it make so it work, Aiden? So you play it on turn negative one. Seven, negative seven? Yeah, so you play it on turn one and it just dies, right? So usually how Death Shadow decks work is you try to you just kill yourself as fast as possible with fetch shock, cycling street rates, all the good stuff, right? But this deck okay this has a glaring problem then because if you're no mono black lands. you have no shock lands right so we had to get a little creative with our uh, with our painting we still have street race um but 
there are some really weird spells in modern like really good like kill spells that also deal you damage we have some ulcerates which i don't know if everybody knows what that does for a black instant target creature gets minus three minus three till end of turn you lose three life uh and then you also have devour and shadow which is just black black destroy target creature it can't be regenerated you lose life equal to that creature's toughness Okay. And then there's also Vendetta, which is basically Devour and Shadow, except it can only target non-black creatures. What about Dismember? Honestly, Dismember is the is the worst removal spell in this suite. And then you also play, like, Sign in Blood as just a, a draw card. Uh, target player draws two cards, lose two life for black-black. And then this deck also has... It also gets the best cantrip to ever exist in Magic. Ancient Stirrings. No. One in a black instant. Choose one. Sacrifice any number of creatures, then you gain three life for each sacrificed creature. Which, of course, you're not going to be casting that side very much. But, or, you can pay X life, then look at the top X cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand and exile the rest. Entwine. Oh. So in this deck, it's called right. Plunging into Darkness. Turn two, you cast it just like for ten or something, right? You get a Death Shadow. And then you can play it, right? So this deck, you can just throw all your life into this one cantrip for just so much selection. And then it also plays like Thoughtseize, Inquisition of Kozilek, and a really sweet card from Theros, Boon of Erebos. For a black oh, target yes. creature gets plus two, plus oh, regenerate it, you lose two life. So it's kind of like our team or battle rage. Uh, it has two Liliana of the Veils, and I know what you're thinking. What are the threats? Because you can't just be playing Death Shadow. All the other Death Shadow threats have other threats, or Death Shadow decks have other threats, right? I would assume not it's playing... just Gurmag Angler, right? We're not playing Gurmag Angler. We don't have enough we're things not. to fill into our bin enough, right? Fair, I guess. You don't so have we're like playing, to... we're playing Death Shadow. We're playing Street Wraith, obviously, but Street Wraith isn't much of a threat. We are playing four Phyrexian Obliterators. Whoa, oh, baby. We are also playing a. Issareth the Awakener to just sort of get back Death Shadows. Or oh, that seems really good, actually. actually for just really one mana, reanimate a Death Shadow? Yeah. Another thing that we're sort of playing just because it's really good and it doesn't really fit into many other Death Shadow builds mm -hmm. um, is Nightmare Lash. So Nightmare oh, Lash... yeah, that card's for, cool. For four mana, it's an artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus one, plus one for each swamp you control, and the equip is pay three life. There's another card that does something very similar from the new Mirrodin. The other one is Lash Wrath, which might actually be better. So it's four mana, uh, plus one, plus one for each Swampy Control, and its equip is two Phyrexian Black, but it has Living Weapon. So it's okay. automatically a threat by itself. Okay, yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be, yeah. Yeah, that that's might be a little better. bit better. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and then on the sideboard, we're playing uh, two cards that I think is really under or a card that's really underrated in modern. Uh, we're playing two Dead Eye Trackers, which was from Ixalan. It's a black, black one one human pirate, and you pay one in a black, tap it, exile two cards from an opponent's graveyard. Uh, it explores. I just like it in modern. I like I just the, card like the a lot. card. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot better in modern than it is in standard because standard doesn't have fetch lands and. Yeah. all that type of stuff mm -hmm. but. we also have pithing needle just a sort of like a answer to a lot of decks we have three collective brutalities to show up the burn matchup and then we also have a um another threat in the sideboard that we can bring in against uh some decks 
Uh, that card is Dreadshade. So Dreadshade is black, 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 3-3. Three, three. Uh, and you can pay a black to give it plus one, plus one until end of turn. Is this the one from Dominaria? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. This card's cool. Yeah. And then we're also playing a Bitter Blossom in the sideboard for uh, for grindier games. Yeah, that seems good. Hmm. I actually really like, I like Bitter Blossom it. in that deck. Yeah, yeah. Bitter Blossom is kind of sweet. All right. All right, that it? Jack. Mm -hmm. All right, so... I'm set, there's a lot of theme decks going around today. There are and, quite uh, a bit of them, there? yeah. Well, I'm no exception. Le never let it be said, I will not follow a trend. <laughs> so, uh, today, I'm going to be presenting uh, a deck that I really like, but I don't know if it's very good. But I would like to present Green White Enchantress. Green White Enchantress. Okay. You mean okay, Bogus? No. No, no we're, it, we're not, it plays no. good cards. Yeah. Hey. Daybreak Cornet's good. Deck. You're right. You get one good card. You get quite a number Yay. of the... There's even the newest Enchantress, the Seder Enchantress. You are actually running Seder Enchanter. Yeah. And then Mesa and that Enchantress. Is your own, that is your only actual Enchantress. Effect. You don't play Mesa Enchantress? Uh, no, but you do play another Enchantress. You play... Yavi Maya Enchantress. The green one, yeah. No, it's That's the actually one that, doesn't draw It's the one that gets pumped, It's the one yeah. that pumps. Yeah. It gets plus one, plus one for each enchantment you control. And that mm -hmm. is That's essentially sweet. your win condition. Because you're running... I think there are... Aside from your enchanters and your enchantresses, the only other uh, non-land, non-enchantment permanents are you're running two Shalai. Nice. Just because Shalai is a really good card. Shalai is good. I agree. Yeah. Shalai is amazing. In green white, and there's no reason not to run Shalai. Mm -hmm. But yeah. other than that, you kind of play a bit like a prison deck because you're running things like Ghostly Prison. You're running, um, eight, you get to run Aegis of the Gods. Your card is good. Aegis what? of the Gods is card very is good. good. Yeah, I agree. I like that card. Mm-hmm. It's, and you also run uh, Leyline of Sanctity. Just like you get all these, just incidentally very good cards in your main board. You run uh, two Rested Peace and two Stony Silence just for free, essentially. Yeah. Because sometimes you really like if you, they do nothing in the matchup, then it's just like a free enchantment. It's an Enchantress trigger. It replaces itself and it buffs your Yavi Maya Enchantress. Mm hmm. And then other times you just get them. Yeah. You just get them. Like you're up against Dredge, and they find out that you're mainboarding Rest in Peace. And then yeah. that player stops playing Dredge. Yeah, the nice thing about um, playing White is that, in, especially in these prison-style decks, he's just being able to play Rest in Peace and Stony Silence in the main. Usually yeah. hoses a lot of decks. So. Yeah. Usually. It's yeah. real good. But you're Sometimes also running, it doesn't. Uh, Sometimes it, you just die. Corsair of Crufix, just for value. Yeah, that card's super good. Because, yeah, like, card it's in green, and you get it's a it blocks all day long. It doesn't I... die to bolt. It provides you with more life. It lets you hit your land drops easier. Like it's just a really good card. Uh, you also yeah. just run um, four path to exile as just removal for mm -hmm. hard to deal with threats. But other yeah, than it that, seems fine. you're just kind of playing enchantments and then s either rapidly or slowly beating your opponent to death with the Yavi Maya Enchantress. Yeah, that seems good. This uh this, this reminds me of another deck. 
It does. I actually thought about presenting it today. I might yeah, present it next week. Yeah, I wanted we'll, I wanted we'll us to present it together. Because I, I actually super like that deck as well. Yeah, I think I think next week Aiden and I because it, it was Aiden's love child with me, basically. Yeah. He he came up with the original idea and then if I kind Aiden of did Austin everything. If Aiden had a kid, it, that kid would be this deck. It would. Yeah, so um, stick around next week. Next week make, we'll make we'll sure present it together. Time. I'm on Dragon Ball Z. All right, so we're going to move on to our second uh, second part of our podcast called Fresh Brews, where each one of us is going to give some cards to the other people, and they're going to have to build a deck on the spot with it. So Is that how this works? It is how that works. Wait, yeah. on the spot? I thought I had time. No, oh, you no. don't have that much time, in fact. I've never done this before. That's it's not like I've done this ten other times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is episode hey, it's eleven. Episode 11. This is episode Jeez. eleven, by the way. That feels. We've really been doing weird. this. We've been doing this for like eleven hours. Who wants to present first? I guess or give their cards I, I got, to. I got some cards you got some cards ready for us. I got some cards for you. For sure. sure. All right. Who who wants to go first? Uh, I'll do. I it. know Jack does. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, let Jack Austin. do it actually. Oh, Jack. Yeah, I feel like making him suffer. <laughs> no. All right. Jack. Yeah. Build me a deck around jory n ruin raider i know oh, about I that card i know what that card I is i love this card i love this card so much also the promo this? art is insane oh it's so good it's so good. i i have played this as my storm commander uh in commander before obviously it was great i mean yeah he's really good i mean i love this card yeah so yeah jack build me a deck around it Build me a deck from casting your... Okay, so Jory and Ruin Diver is a 2-3 for 1, 1 blue, and 1 red. It's a legendary merfolk wizard, and whenever you cast your second spell each turn, draw a card. You guys give me these cards, because I swear you hate me. That's not um, true. We that was you. one of the easy ones. Yeah. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I know exactly how I would build this card. Like what I'd do. I mean, it. my idea is involved in, like, if you wanted to rebuild uh, something like eggs why you'd want to rebuild that i have no idea don't do that you're a monster mm -mm. but it could work as like a way to cantrip because you're playing a few zero drops so y you could just get a you'd be like a zero mana cantrip which seems pretty good in my opinion but a then zero just, just just play cheerios no. no so real quick i guess uh while I, how i would build this is i would build some sort of like blue red tempo style deck where you have like Jorian and Storm Chaser Mage and things along that line where you're you're only casting one or two spells a turn, but then your second spell is always cantripping you, and it just makes it a lot better, basically. Alright, who's next? Well, he's not even done. He didn't even build a deck. <laughs> um alright, well while we're waiting on him. Because he's gone. You can I'm still here! <laughs> Okay, he's so gone. I never he's gone left. Into the Shadow Realm. Since he's since he's not thinking about it well enough, just give him a new card. We'll say that that one was mine. Jack, build me a deck around Etched Oracle. Etched Oracle. Ooh, that card's etched cool. Not, not Etched Oracle. Champion, notably. I like uh, Etched it's Oracle. It's worse, isn't it? It's worse than it, isn't it? Oh, it is. So oh, it's way worse. So. So. I was talking to uh, to uh, Wyatt Darby himself about this. Um, you were not, you liar. Wyatt Darby, big names. It has to do with a relatively new card called Rhythm of the Wild, and you there's a way 
to make it go infinite so that a card can come in with it can just keep coming in with counters right oh now i don't saying, remember ex are you saying infinite rhythm of the wilds yeah so the way that that works is yeah you yeah explain to them how that works so you can make infinite rhythm of the wilds and this is another thing that's definitely a brewery type bullcrap thing but yeah because Brian, because no, Wyatt and i started talking about that and then you actually figured it out you need to make you need to make rhythm of the wilds into a creature somehow um so the only way you can do that in modern that i could think of is like starfield of nyx uh you can maybe maybe there's like an artifact or an enchantment that makes it into a creature i'm not really sure uh off the top of my head but you have to make it into a creature and then you can cast spitting image which is four blue green blue green hybrids um, make a token copy of target creature, and then it has retrace. So, uh, what you do is, oh geez, how did that work? There was some way. Oh, um, so you have to make infinite mana with the devoted druid and vizier combo, and then you cast spitting image on your rhythm of the wilds, and then. You use Groundskeeper to return the land back to your hand to continuously retrace the Rhythm of the Wilds. Basically, it's Devoted Druid, but with a thousand more steps. Yes, it's just... Well, that just sounds like Devoted Druid with extra steps. That's an That's idiot exactly, brewery original, folks. That's exactly what so, it is. So, using that, you could give Etched Oracle a bunch of counters and then mill your opponent out. Oh, you could, yeah. Or you could just... Make just infinite mana and cast blue sun no. zenith. No, he gave me etched oracle. <laughs> that's fair. Fair. So that's how you break it, right? Why are you putting oh. this in the deck over something else? Well, because you made me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Build me a deck around blessed reincarnation. All right, let me look this boy up. Right I actually there. know this card. Can't this believe I've never said well, that. I don't. Relatively recent. Oh, I know this card. So I played this in a deck a while ago. Um, the deck, uh, for all of you who don't know, I played this deck, like, maybe twice at FNM. Uh, well, the, the first iteration of the deck, uh, played this card in the sideboard. The deck is, uh, five-color trade binder, right? Okay. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's like a it. real deck. It is a real deck. Everybody uh, has all the pieces to it. <laughs> exactly. Let me reread this card real quick. Uh, three and a blue instant. Three and a blue instant. Uh, exile turret creature and opponent controls. That player reveals cards from the top of their library until a creature card is revealed. The player the player puts that card onto the battlefield and shuffles the rest into their library. Rebound. If you cast it from your hand, exile it as it resolves. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you may cast it without paying its mana cost. Hmm. Okay. So, you could play this in, um... In the, uh... What is it? The polymorph deck? As this just is like another polymorph. polymorph right? Yeah. This is an That's instant, a... though, right? Isn't polymorph a sorcery? Is it an instant? Polymorph is a sorcery, but then you could play Proteus Staff, which is activated ability at instant speed. That's true. And it costs one less. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know. Uh, does someone want the, my cards? My cards are going to sure, be Sure. I'll do a card. Sure. You're going to do a card? I'll do one. Okay. I'll do one. All right. I hate it. Yeah, you are. Uh, build me a deck around Warden of the Beyond. Okay, so Warden of the Beyond is a 2-2 human wizard. 
for a two and a white with vigilance. It goes and in the gets, human's deck. It goes in the wizard's deck. It gets plus not. two plus two as long as an opponent it owns a card in exile. In muscle wizards. Okay, so honestly, the first thing I thought of when I saw this card was you could honestly run this in, for example, Eldrazian Taxes, which is really big on exiling things as their sort of hand disruption. So it'd be really easy to get something from your opponent's, uh, one of your opponent's cards in exile using that. You could use Tide Hollow Skuller. You could use uh, Thought Nuts here. Exiles, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a permanent exile, because even if they get rid of it, it, they just draw a card. So you'd right. always have something in exile for that. So you could run this in Eldrazi in Texas if you wanted to and get a 4-4 four, four for 3 with Vigilance. Actually, that's a really good curve. If you go turn 2, Tight Hollow Skuller, into turn 3, Warden of the Beyond. And to turn 4, Thought Not Seer, and to turn 5, uh... Reality Smasher. Reality Smasher, thank Bonk. you. And then they die. They well, did. You'd hope they so. really did. Alright, I guess. Man, that was really lame. I wanted that deck to be like, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of cards that manipulate the exile zone. Yeah. Aiden. What? Build me a deck around Rekindled Flame. Uh, Kindled Flame. Two red-red. Sorcery from Eventide. Rekindled Flame deals four damage to a creature or player. At the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent has no cards in hand, you may return Rekindled Flame from your graveyard to your hand. Okay. Here's the sitch. So, you play the Devoted Druid combo. Uh, you play the good Devoted Druid combo, so you have Lana War on Boy, right? You play any card that has an activated ability of your opponent discards a card. And then every turn you deal them for. How is that? Sheesh. I think, I think Austin's just done. Austin, you alright? You good? You, you, you there, bud? You okay? Buddy? Are you having a conniption? Uh oh. I think well, now you're just being God, We broke Austin. Oh god. Guys, we broke him. Jack, guys. Jack, please build me a deck that's really, really fun. Um, <laughs> it took what? It took what are you talking episodes. about? Oh, oh. Hit me. I'm ready. Build me a deck about? around Sages of the Anima. Oh, I thought of the Fables. Oh, it goes in the Wizard deck. Sages of the Anima is three green blue for a three four creature elf wizard. If you would draw a card, instead reveal the top three cards of your library. Put all creature cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. Okay. I'ma have to think about this for a second. Alright, so you have but the devoted druid combo. I feel the inklings of an idea in the back of my head. So you have okay. the Devoted Druid combo. I feel like there isn't a way you can abuse the putting the cards on the bottom of your library. I love this card, but this yeah. is... What if wow. What if uh, we just play this in like a blue-green sort of like aggressive tempo strategy or something, and then where like 95% of the cards are creatures, so most of the time it's just like a draw three every turn? That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like lands and creatures. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking of like... But this is more of a this is more of like a blue green, either not probably tempo, but probably like blue green aggressive, like maybe blue green X yeah. aggressive deck, where this just comes in. It's probably like a sideboard like card. Like control or something. It comes in against like control or like, you know, the grindier matchups like Jund or Abzan, yeah. where you just mm -hmm. want to draw like two or three cards every turn, and you're just like, oh look, I have a bunch of threats now. Refill yeah. my hand every turn. 
I think you would run this. You run this in Bant, and I'm not even kidding here. I think you just run uh, Devoted Druid, Vizier combo, because this just finds that super easy. Oh, that's I true. Say I guess super easy. Like it but... just digs through your whole deck until he's like, "Oh, I win." Yeah, that's but true it's, though. It, it it's the new the KCI, same... but it costs the same amount as just casting Cord for either half of the combo. But yeah, Cord doesn't block. Okay, sure, Cord but Cord block. just wins you the game a lot of the time. Yeah. You're right. Mm. But they can negate a Cord. They can't negate a Sages of the Anima. Anyway, that's all That's all for it's me. the whole package. Yeah, I just... I feel like there's a way to break this card, but it just... I can't think yeah, of it. Yeah, no, I, I'm sure there's something we can do, but... Anyway. All right, all right. Moving I've got some on. cards. I've got some great cards here. All right, who wants sure to go do. first? Hit me. I didn't All right. Be, I, I, didn't, I feel time. like I didn't do very well on that last one. I want to redeem myself. Yeah, okay, Jack. This might be an easy one. I don't know. I don't know modern well enough. But build me a deck around bold wire heavyweights. Jesus yeah. Christ. Two red red. An 8-8 with trample. Giant warrior. Goes in the warrior when, deck. When it enters, when it comes into play, each opponent may search his or her library for a creature card and put it into play. Then each player who searched the library this way shuffles it. Okay, I don't think you main deck this, but I think you might be able to sideboard this in against control. I don't think that's what true. What are you talking about? They get a Snapcaster the... Mage. They no Snapcaster Mage is terrible against this. No, but they'll totally go get like Bane Slayer Angel or Lyra. Yeah, oh, that'd be that feel real bad. <clears throat> that's fair. I think what like you Storm. no, I think, I think you play Boldwear Heavyweights in a deck where, well, you can do one of two things. Either a, you play Tybalt. Get him up to ultimate, right? Cast Boldwear Heavyweights. They go get something. I think I think I think we have a problem with your first statement. Get him up to ultimate. Okay, sure, sure, sure. All right, we'll we'll do you one better then. Boldwear Heavyweights, and then every act of treason effect ever. <laughs> oh, hey, I like that. I like this. But what if they get a? You just take insane. all of the creatures that they put into play. But what if they get a Carnage Tyrant? Well, then. They wanted it more than you. They're playing Carnage Tyrant. Then you, you also have an 8-8. Eight eight. Who cares? You have an 8-8. Eight eight. Yeah. But what if they get Slippery Bogle? All right, but who... Then you beat them to death. <laughs> what monster eight eight. is waiting until turn four just to go get a Slippery Bogle? Me! That's fair, <laughs> I, <guess>. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just, like, this goes in, like, red-white active trees in the deck. I like that. You just steal all the creatures. And then you play, like, Bling and Thud. You can just throw them at your opponent afterwards. You can even play Brian Stoutarm. Oh, dude, it's it's football, man. I actually I actually kind of like the something. idea of being like, no opponent, go get whatever you want. I promise it's gonna be fine. But what Dermag if your Gangler, active treason, oh, swing, fling it at your face. But what if your opponent gets Emmercool? It's a cast. Yeah, but they still have a fifteen fifteen with annihilator six and protection from colored spells. Fair enough. Gain control of all creatures your opponent's controlling. Tibble like ultimate. What you oh do, my God. how you respond to this is you cast a second Boldware Heavyweights. <laughs> and then you <laughs> and don't And then block. they get another Emrakul. So, Austin, I've got one for you. Sure, bring it on. Bonus points if you don't put this in Glittering Wish. I uh, can't make any promises. Build me a deck around research and development. So, this was in my Glittering Wish deck. <laughs> Okay, build it outside of your glitter. Yeah, I know. Deck. I'm just saying. 
So research and development. Uh, research. It's a split card. Is blue green instant. Choose up to four cards you own from outside the game and shuffle them into your library. And then development is three blue red instant. Put a three one red elemental creature token into play unless an opponent has you draw a card. And then you repeat this process two more times. I don't think research actually does anything for you. I guess you could play research in some weird like mostly blue green bring delight deck where you play research and be like okay go grab the cards that I need to put them directly into my deck so that I can bring delight to them but the yeah. problem with that is that you're playing effectively well, I guess you could go like end step research and then bring delight on my turn but yeah research is an instant it is an instant which is kind of nice they're both instants I feel like we're ignoring right. development I think okay. development doesn't so do anything so development if we it have makes a couple storm three... on the field. So the problem with development is that it either draws you a bunch of cards, uh, which cards. is which is super great, uh, or it but makes... But drawing three cards for five mana or it of makes your opponent's choice. Three, three ones or a mixture in between. The problem is that it's just like a Punisher card, right? Where it's like, oh, my opponent gets to choose which one they want right there. Like, can they handle three, three ones? All right, cool. You get three, three ones. You put you it know. in... Can they not Element. handle creatures? All right, you drew some cards. Sweet. So if you and put it in Elemental it Tribal, both sides would be good for I still for don't you. think it's good. I don't think it's very good. I, I, I honestly, it. the only thing I think, the only thing I could think of is like a Bring Delight-centric deck where your deck is built around playing Bring Delight and you have cards in the sideboard that you can't Glittering Wish for. Like you have monocolored cards that you want or whatever. Like Stony Silence or... Well, you can't get like Stony Silence... Piece. And rest in peace off of Bring oh, Delight. Right. Bring Delight doesn't grab enchantments. So Otherwise, I don't know what you're, so I don't know what you're getting. I don't know. It, it, like that's the thing, right? Is there has to be something that's monocolored, basically, or colorless that you Bring Delight can grab. Could um, get Doom sure. Whisper. Sure. I don't know. I just don't think that there's anything there. I think that would be the deck where I would put it, just because I love Bring Delight, but I don't think it would work. All right. Aiden. Yeah. Okay, he sounds good. You like cards, right? Mac and cheese. I don't like magic cards. Oh, magic okay. cards are too overrated. Maybe we've already done this one in a build around. This sounds sort of familiar, but maybe we haven't. Build me a deck around Declaration of Not. Uh, we I have think not. we already did this. We have not built this card, we however. We brought it up we have times. Um, with telepathy, right? Or yeah, something. it was with telepathy. Basically, this is one of the very few cards like this goes in the meddling mage dot deck right the yeah. i actually have a list for this deck like ready to go <laughs> so it's it plays like telepathy but then it plays declaration of not and meddling mage and Angataxian council of the probe. absolute and and probe it does not play getaxian probe um because it's banned uh it does what about kci it it's that's just a comment <laughs> It plays a um, Stoneforge. Does this deck right? play Splinter Twin? It doesn't play any of the banned cards. Uh, it does. What about play, Black Lotus? It does play Nevermore. Um, yeah. Ooh, yeah, Nevermore is cool. All right, that was pretty good, Austin. I, I appreciate that you solved that card. Aiden, I'll give you something different. Aiden, okay. I'll give you a hint. This card belongs in the Wizard deck. <gasps> but um, bonus on, points on. if you don't put it in the Wizard deck. Build me a oh. deck around Memnark. Oh, okay, God. so Memnark. <laughs> Memnark goes oh, to the wizard deck. God, this card. So you build a Memnark commander deck. 
Hold on, hold <laughs> and on. You wanted to put hold it on, in modern. Hold on. Okay. So I know I've been memeing about this for a while on here, but you have the vizier, the vi- the photo droid combo. Is that just KCI Mycosynthlatus now? <laughs> and then oh, you you play a Memnarch a and minute. you steal all of their permanents. <laughs> you steal everything from your opponent. Yes. Yes. It's like devoted druid, except I didn't have a walking blister to kill you with, exactly. so I stole all your stuff instead. Doesn't Is that devoted okay? druid only add green? Yeah, you but play Lanawar Envoy. Yeah, oh, from gotcha. Dominaria. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh. it, and then it's any color you want. I could be oh. anything you want, baby. <laughs> and then you steal all of your opponents, and you can uh, cord into this idiot too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I need cord to lie for, down for a second. Oh, cord X equals seven. <laughs> <laughs> Cord X equals seven. What are you grabbing? Boom. Your worst nightmare. I heard you like infinite mana. Well, how about not um, having any permanence? Is that could, okay, opponent? You could you could also play this in the necrotic ooze devoted druid deck. All right, Aiden, you have some cards for us. Do I? I would hope so. All right. Uh, who? You know how this to... podcast goes. Do I? I don't think so. Do we? Do you? Uh, Do we, who wants to go first? I'll do it. I went first the last couple times. I'll okay, do it. Okay, Jack. Uh, you might like this card. This this card is like like pretty Doubtful. much brand spanking new. Oh, and uh, to doubt. almost it's it's almost brand spanking new. Uh, okay. build me a deck around uh, Monomic Betrayal. Oh, Ooh, I like this card. All right. So Monomic Betrayal. One blue-black sorcery. Exile all cards from all opponents' graveyards. You may cast those cards this turn. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast those spells. At the beginning of your next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, return them to their owner's graveyards. Exile Monomic Betrayal. Yogmoth's will your opponent's graveyard. Yes. So... I've only talked about this like six times on how I did this and stole a Tron player's Karn, but... But we gotta build a deck around it. Yeah, I have a well, deck for it. I've got some good news, Chiefs. Sure. <laughs> so there's a couple new cards in Ravnica Allegiance that create a combo around this. I love this combo. So you need three cards for this to work, right? Three-card combo. Okay. So what you do is you play Haunt of Hightower. You can even do this in standard. This is standard legal, by the way. You can play the Haunt of Hightower. So the Haunt of Hightower is a 3-3 for 4 black-black legendary vampire with flying lifelink. Whenever it attacks, defending player discards a card. We don't care about that. Whenever a card is put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on the Haunt of Hightower. I see where this is going. So then you run Mnemonic Betrayal. And how Mnemonic Betrayal reads is, yeah, you exile uh, 1, 1 blue, 1 black, exile cards from the graveyard so you can cast them that turn. You may use spin mana so it's any type at the beginning of the next end step. If this card, if any of those cards remain exiled, return their opponents to their owner's graveyards. Um, so you're milling your opponent. You can mill them however you want. You just need about 20 cards in the graveyard. And then you play Simic Ascendancy. Oh my god. Oh my. Yeah, so Simic Ascendancy so Simic Ascendancy is one green, one blue. It's an enchantment. It has one, one green, one blue. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. We don't care about that. We care about these next parts. Um, whenever one or more plus one, plus one counters are put onto a creature you control, put that many growth counters on Simic Ascendancy. At the beginning of your upkeep, if Simic Ascendancy has 20 or more growth counters on it, you win the game. So your opponent SAC. needs 20 cards in the graveyard. 
You need Simic Ascendancy and the Haunt of High Terror on the field. Then you play Mnemonic Betrayal, exile them all. Don't play any of them. And then, at your end step, they all go back. Haunt of High Tower gets 20 plus 1 plus 1 counters. Simic Ascendancy gets 20 growth counters. And then you win at your next upkeep. Sultai Mnemonic Ascendancy. No, it's SAC. The Sultai Ascendancy combo. Sultai Sack? No, no, no. Sultai Ascendancy combo. The Haunt so, of Ascendancy Betrayal. The Haunt of Ascendancy. I like that. So, uh, the only problem here is obviously you have to wait an entire turn of your opponents. Yeah. Assuming that they but don't see, have any But see, then you can run Pats of Negation. Yeah. Hold on. No, no, no. In so modern, if we're, I this, guess. if we're running this in modern, we can run any counters, or any take an extra turn spell. You could also do that in standard. Dude, you can. Nexus of Fate. Nexus of Fate, but that seems like a lot of mana. Yeah, you need Nexus. You need Nexus and Mnemonic Betrayal, so you need seven mana. Ramp deck could do it. Sultai Ramp could do it. Oh, you could use Wildness of Fate deck for color. Sultai Ramp with, like, Llanowar Elves and stuff. Yeah, just Ramp You probably do it. But you also need to... It's complicated in Standard, because you also have to get your opponent to have 20 cards in their graveyard. Well, I mean, I no, you've got you the advisors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the wing con. We have a wing con now. Yeah, there you I'm go. I'm pretty sure the wing con before was we just mill your opponent out. We have a yeah, better whatever. one. Exactly. Secondary wing con. That's pretty funny. I like it. All right. I like, the, I like this. Okay, move on. Okay. Jack. Other Jack. Jack be nimble. Right. Jack be quick. Build me a deck around Uncle Istvan. Oh what? my god. Oh, <laughs> Wait, yes. hold on. Did Say that again? Did I just hear Uncle Isfan? Yeah, he did. Yes. yes. Oh, I love this card. Oh, this card. He's just a silly human. Oh, I feel so relevant bad for him. Relevant creature type. Look at his... No, no, no. Type. Look at his Look at his dark version. He was summoned Uncle Istvan. But I now know. he's no longer an Istvan. He's just a dumb human. So Uncle Eastfawn is a 1-3 for 1 black, black, black. He's a human, like I've mentioned. And you prevent all damage that would be dealt to him by creatures. That's it. He's not even That's legendary. Okay. He's so He's cool, not. though. We're putting I love this Uncle in. What we're putting this in, we are putting this in mono-black bogles. Uh, what? Hold on. <laughs> You slap as many enchantments on. He doesn't this have thing protection from creatures. He just <laughs> can't be <laughs> damaged by them. Worry about it. We worry. I'm about worrying that about later. it. it look, look. As many times as you. No, do no, well, no. Please. Here we go. Right. I got it. Okay. It's prevent all damage that would be dealt yeah. to him. Right. Not just combat uh -huh. damage. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Give him death touch with an enchantment, and then make him fight everything. <laughs> Wait a minute, Alpha Brawl. Oh, from, uh, no, Alpha from... Brawl works. It's you target an opponent's creature. Oh, right, and then all uh, yep. and all creatures they control yep. fight it. But I do like the idea of Uncle Eastvon just fighting every hold creature on, in play. Hold on, hold on. Can we? Can Eastvon's we? school of hard knocks. Yes. Okay, is there a way to give it Memnites, or not Memnites, uh, Spellskite's text box? So that it has to be targeted? But it's yeah. by creatures. It's all damage that would be dealt to it by creatures. Yeah, I know. Okay. But that's how you combo, or that's how you like. I guess that's how you get alpha fights. That's how you get. That's target. how you get devoted druid combo. So you can kill yourself instead of them killing you. What? What? I don't know. 
I think you just like said a bunch of words there and none of them actually meant anything. I yeah. think I think you put this you make you give him death touch and then you make him fight everything. I love that. Features are That's no awesome. longer allowed to exist on the battlefield. You just it's just Uncle Eastvon alone against your opponent. He just attacks Isn't for Uncle one every Eastvon turn. Was secretly Highlander the whole time. He Wait is, a minute, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Sure. So uh what was it like reckless rage from from no wait no that doesn't work what am i doing what am i doing here why am i still here just, just to, to suffer. suffer all right what's your last card for me all right for you mm -hmm. just just the spiciest just the Possestiest. spiciest all right knight of saint build Trash. me a deck around all of the rust zest. falcon wait what build... trusty rusty trusty build... rusty no. All possessed. <laughs> Build me a deck around Grazing Kelpie. So, Grazing Kelpie is three Simic, uh, simic Split. Uh, two, three, Beast. And then you can play, and you can pay Simic Split, Sacrifice Grazing Kelpie, Put target card in a graveyard on the bottom of its owner's library. Persist. I saw this card and I thought it was cool. I've got it. Not gonna lie. Okay. Guys, he's got it. He's got it. So you play the devoted druid combo. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and grazing Kelpie becomes a build your own wheel of sun and moon on your opponent. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It also it also just lets you put all of your cards back. It's like an eternal witness except bad. But you can put all your cards from your graveyard back no, into the that, bottom of your the deck. No, that that's the anti-mill tech. Devoted sure. Druid sides into this to beat the mill matchup. You know, it could just beat the mill matchup by killing its opponent, right? You realize that? No, the mill that's matchup, not fun. The mill matchup is not hard. Just to clarify. But that's not the fun way to kill them. Sure. I think we got there. Did we? So that's been the idiot brewery for this week, I guess. Uh, so this was uh, <laughs> so this was uh, devoted. This was devoted. This was devoted week. Druid Week. Yeah, we KCI put it there. KCI is gone. KCI is gone. KCI is gone. So we have to combo. resort yeah. to devoted Druid. I'm Knight of Saint Traft, and I'm joined by my normal co-host, the Grolin, next door Lolly. I'm the Grolin. And ten cans of bushes baked beans, also known as Ashes of an Empire. I'm Door Lolly. This has been the <laughs> Idiot Brewery, and I'd like to say, please, you know, subscribe to us here on YouTube, like our videos, comment on our videos, give us fresh brew ideas, all that kind of thing. Uh, make sure to... We need exposure. All of the please. things. Uh, please tell your friends. Otto has us all trapped in his basement. That's correct. There's going There's going to be a poll. He, won't, he, he beats us. So then there's I guess the only thing I need to say is... At least he doesn't beat his grandma. Don't, don't slap your grandma, don't kids. Put a, don't push a bird off of a cliff. Don't tell the cops about them in my basement. And don't slap your grandma. And we'll see you all next Saturday uh, at noon. Okay. Have a good one, everybody. Professionals, don't worry about it. Welcome to Idiot Brewery. We build bad decks. <laughs>